When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 10th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the wearer of a brand new shirt. It is brand new. At Tim Gettys. Brand new. Where does this one come from? Talk to me about it. If um, you're an audio listener, it's striped. Yeah. ASOS. Easy yeah. win. Sure. You know, sure, you go sure, there, sure. they got dope stuff. Sure. Bought like five of these wow. different different styles and colors, but same vibe. Sure, of it. sure, sure, sure. You know, I bought it maybe six months ago. Haven't had the balls to wear it. Wow. Until this morning. Wow. You Look know at what? everybody. We're do it. And here He's I am. He's got the balls to I wear it, everybody. Thing. I appreciate I that. How was your weekend, Tim? It was fantastic. Actually, the reason I got this, uh, it was uh, during White Lotus season two. Yeah. And I'm I was really feel feeling the, the vibe. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Softer than I thought it Oh, yeah. Real soft. Real soft. It's, it's a vacation shirt, but I'm sure. feeling that vacation mood. Got to be in that vacation mindset. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. But this weekend was so good. Yeah. Started it off watching the Tetris movie oh. on Apple TV Plus. Highly recommend that to everybody. It was a fantastic film um, that is such a different tone than you would expect. And it starts off, you're like, oh, I'm into this. And as it keeps going, you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of talking. This is not what I expected necessarily. You, and you, by you the expected end of it, blocks, yeah. I expect a lot of blocks. And there are a lot of blocks. Yeah. Um, incredible story. Incredible dramatization of a real-life story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but some of the things that happened, I was captivated the entire time. And it ended, and Gia was like, I need Tetris. Wow. And I was like, I love that for you. And she's like, yeah, yeah when I was. bust out PlayStation VR, you're playing Tetris Effect. Oh, exactly. It. Exactly. But uh, I was like, here's the thing, G. Because uh, I've been saying this, that she's been playing Pokemon Fire Red. And she's at the Elite Four. And she's put it down for a little while, but she's about to get back to it. She's been playing on my analog pocket. Once she beats that, I was like, we got to get you Tetris. Yeah. So we went on a, a uh, adventure to try to get Tetris. I wanted Tetris Deluxe specifically. Okay. The Game Boy Color edition of Tetris to play on this. And I was like, I just go on eBay or I'll figure it out. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a patron of a, a local video game retro store, right? So I looked up uh, the one out in Alameda called. I was say, uh, there's not many the of them. Like, not not in, too many. Yeah. Right around us in the Bay Area. Uh, but the Experience Share is what it's called. Experience Share. And uh, it's, it's ran by best friends, actually. Uh, I didn't see I them there. It, yeah. um, but we, we went out there, made a whole trip of it. And uh, I had the best time, Greg. There was nothing like walking into a retro video game sure. store. And like, I haven't done it in years now. I think the last time I did was with you in Mizzou. Wow. When we went to that. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. that was really cool. But uh, this one, I was so impressed by multiple things. You walk in, and immediately it takes me back to the 90s. It sure. feels like Funko Land. It feels like uh, just Blockbuster on a Friday night yeah, of just yeah, yeah. aisles and aisles of NES games, Super NES games, Genesis, Game Gear, GameCube, Saturn, like everything, and like super fun kiosks everywhere of like those old school. You go to Toys R Us to play yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nights into Dreams on the Saturn. Like those things were all there. I was like, man, this is just so rad. They didn't have uh, Tetris Deluxe, but oh. but next week they might because it's one of those things where people are bringing their their old games in constantly. Nobody's bringing. But in what Tetris I was so excited about was the amount of people there. Yeah, there was like fifteen people in this like pretty small place and yeah. i was like holy shit like good for you guys like showing up clearly a community was like not only forming formed sure. uh, and like they're actively going there and like having conversations about games every week i'm like this is just fucking awesome so anyway support local game stores and just go hang out it's just cool hang out yeah we took many to a park yesterday as we do and there was a, a a couple there uh with a couple friends and i overheard them conversating i'm not sure if they were talking about stock investment or mm -hmm. job opportunities this woman had applied for but one was activision oh. and then it was funny to hear a normal person try to catch normal people up on why activision's evil yeah you know what i mean because yeah. it was like oh yeah we, yeah activision this thing and i had gone home and i mentioned to ted or whoever that you had done that and he said oh they need her and i went what do you and then somebody's like what do you mean and she's like oh well it's just there's this thing a woman killed herself when she was on a company retreat because they passed around newts and i'm like damn you're in like the weeds of what happened good job i didn't say this to them obviously. yeah i yeah. sat there with my sidewalk chalk just listening 
Fuck you know what I mean? Yeah. What a life you live. Yeah. You know, you know I once ha- was threatened to have my hands cut off because of sidewalk chalk. When I was uh, in, when I was four years old, about to go to elementary school for the first time, I thought it was going to be a good idea to take sidewalk chalk and draw the school bus in front of my house and then draw the path that the school bus was going to have to take to get me to my elementary school. Sure. And I did that, noting my elementary school was like a block and a half away from my house. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But there was a line. And my neighbor came out furious this old man johnny johnny may his soul rest <laughs> all right yeah he uh came up to, rang our doorbell and literally told my mom that he's going to cut my he's hands going off. to cut your he hands off himself was going to cut my hands off for uh the the graffiti that i did you know i guess it the graffiti the that you yeah, did it's gonna wash away the next time I, yeah it was it was misty. it was ridiculous but then you know the yoke was on johnny's face i'll never forget when i was in second grade wait whoa well, i mean before then so what did your mom do she got really mad at him. Okay, good. What the fuck? Just making sure. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, if anybody, a motherfucker shows up threatening to cut Ben's hands off, I'm taking my shoes off right I away, get. and we're right to it. Yeah, yeah. And they had known each other for like, like my neighbor had known my mom since she was like eight years old too. Sure. So it's like they've been even more, even generation. more. I'm beat Johnny exactly. Ass, it's like you know Johnny, what the fuck's your problem, man? Uh, and in second grade, when I got accepted into the Gates Honors, whatever the fuck sure. they called. I, and the star test we did, I did really well, 99 percentile, whatever the fuck they're talking about. There you go. You know what I'm talking about, Greg. Um, and then he was like, "Wow, the the um, prices, the houses in this area are going to rise because of because of little Timmy here." And my, I mean, I'll never forget it because my mom was just like, "Remember, you're going to cut off his hands." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. right back. It on was him. a whole a call back to years before. I respect that. Respect my mom. Oh fuck yeah. Shouting out me like fuck Johnny. Johnny, fuck Johnny cool indeed. No, I don't think he was. He doesn't sound cool to me. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he was jovial when he and said, then threat, cut, cut your hand off. So Johnny I would lived, come on, I'd piss on the I'll wash it off here right now. I'll piss on all this sidewalk right there. Johnny lived upstairs. Downstairs was my neighbor Mario. Shout out to Mario. Wahoo. Gave him my first car. Brother named. Wait, I'm sorry. He gave you your first car? Mm-hmm. Like the one you drove around San Francisco? Or like mm-hmm. a matchbox car? No, my first like real my uh, 90, Just gave it 92 Corolla. Yeah. Wow. When I was 18. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Is that the one that eventually got like stolen and then you guys went and re- yeah. recovered it and mm-hmm. then you still got okay, wow. the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, but Mario's brother, Luigi, can't make no, that. No, that's up. not sister, true. That's not sister, true. Peach. Rose. Peaches. Rose. And okay. I always thought I was like it's Rose close Lina. enough in my mind. I was like it's Rose it's Lina. close to a peach. Yeah. Close, but it's not. But yeah, no. Mario, Luigi, my name fucking awesome. Yeah. Are they dressed in a red and green? Not at all. Did they did not they get all. any of these references that you might put down yet or No, but they they enjoyed it. They enjoyed like they obviously the kids thought they like gave them a lot more Love than Johnny. Fuck Johnny. Nobody wants Johnny shit. Barrett, yeah, I dropped this in SS. We did, we went to the park and did sidewalk chalk, and then we came Love home this. last night, and we were also after after dinner, we went out and did the sidewalk chalk on the walls outside in the backyard. So you, it's pretty good there. I did the Superman symbol and uh, the kind of funny logo. Mm. Uh, Jen did uh, Cole the dog there in the pizza. She also wrote Ben. Ben can't write that. But then Ben, everything we drew on the wall, Ben then walked over with his purple chalk and added to. So of I was course, pretty stoked about yeah. that. I was pretty yeah. stoked about that. Additive. I get that. But. Enough about my adorable, amazing son. Let's talk about Persona 3 Remake and a new Jet Set Radio leak. Joseph Staten leaving Xbox and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Of course, you can write in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, once you're over there saying all your little questions and comments about the day's news, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and, of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you want to watch it later, of course, you can catch the archive on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and you can listen on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. However, if you want the best, most pure, straight, experience just a hundred percent kind of funny you need to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny of course over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can keep the lights and mics on by supporting us there and getting each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free of course you get all the podcasts there ad free of course you can watch us record the podcast like the kind of funny podcast this afternoon live a day before anybody else you could get dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of content like greg way kind of beauty and so much more all over on patreon slash kind of funny tim i tweeted about it uh last week on friday but we are now over 200 episodes of exclusive content on wow. patreon.com slash kind of funny since we redid everything in october yeah. there's obviously dozens and hundreds, hundreds of other things yeah. over there we've done exclusive so right now if you went to the ten dollar level over there just since october you'd be getting uh 200 plus episodes of content pretty That's amazing incredible. pretty cool it's a good value a thousand it's a fifth of a thousand everybody there it is you see that tweet right there 
Uh, of course, if you want another free way to support us when you're on the Epic Game Store or checking out in Fortnite or Rocket League, use the Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny wherever you can insert it, insert it, and feel good about yourself. Remember, because sometimes they pull insert it out, it. you got to put it back good. in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it just disappears sometimes. Mm-hmm. It goes limp, then you got to put it back in. God damn. Housekeeping for you. We're trying something new with YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Only on YouTube and the live stream. There's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us, Kind of Funny Games Daily hosts, about your Super Chat questions. So stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with me, Mike, and the one and only Tim Geddes before the next Kind of Funny stream starts. It's going to be fun. A nice little handoff. A nice little little handoff. A little hangout. You know, talk about the news of the day, whatever you want. I'm looking at super chats for the main story too. Of what's going on? You want to be in there? Whatever. YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games. Uh, in case you missed it, Tim and Barrett reacted to all the Star Wars news that dropped last week. That's over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon, a new episode of The Shit List where Blessing and Tim react to IGN's list of the top 10 Super Mario Brothers games is up right now. Great conversation. Yeah. A lot of great debate, a lot of great insight into the psyches of Tim and Shitless Black. is definitely one of those ones that you guys have too much fun mm-hmm. doing. I remember on Friday it was when you recorded it and I had stuff to talk to you about, but you were in here an additional like 30 minutes just laughing. And you oh, yeah, we go we go off. Shitless is the, the hidden gem. Well, no, Greg Way Patreon kind of funny. Greg Way is. That's not hidden. Everybody fucking know. Greg Miller. Greg Miller. Way, way, way. That's you. That's me. You know? Greg Put Miller, them together. Way, way, way. Greg Way. nailed it, too. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to finally. our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twani. Today, we're brought to you by Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. Footage of Jet Set Radio in Persona 3 remakes has seemingly leaked. This is Chris Scully in it, VGC. Footage has emerged of what appears to be remakes of Jet Set Radio in Persona 3. Twitter user AV the game no Yami posted a video on Sunday which shows Yukari from Persona 3 firing magical arrows in footage that looks more detailed than Persona 3 usually does. This is followed by early preview footage of Sonic Frontiers, then there's a brief 5 second clip that appears to show Beat from Jet Set Radio dancing. The video has text in the corner of the screen that reads, footage in development. According to AV to Game No Yami, the footage is, quote, from Sega Japan's internal meeting held in 2021, end quote. Although brief clips like this could be faked, various sites have now stepped forward and stated that they have information that causes them to believe the footage is legitimate. After Twitter user Genki underscore JPN uh, shared a watermarked image that looked similar to the Jet Set Radio footage, Sega news site Sega Bits posted that it had received leaked images from a survey uh, asking about different art styles for a Jet Set Radio game, but that it didn't share them because it was watermarked with the user's name. Meanwhile, Gamatsu uh, appeared to suggest that the Persona 3 footage may be real to some extent, noting, quote, While we cannot verify the footage itself, Gamatsu understands that a Persona 3 remake has been in development at Atlas for several years, end quote. It also noted noted that Twitter user MBKKSSTBHZ5 has found a website called p3re.jp, which has been registered by the same domain provider as the official Persona 5 Royal website. I believe this. Yes. I think that these are happening. I'm excited that we're finally starting to see the the Sega Super Games and all that stuff they were talking about the last couple of years. And I'm excited to see what a new era of Sega can look like because we see what Capcom's been up to for uh, the last while now, absolutely crushing it and crushing it on the front of new games and remakes. And I think really kind of forging a new path forward for what a third party like Capcom can be capable of, especially in a world opposite the giant, giant big dogs of the Activisions and EAs uh, and Ubisofts of the world. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's always been a a, a more unique small space for the Capcoms, um, Square to an extent, Sega, uh, Konami, things like that. Sure. And I just feel like uh, because of the shift with microtransactions and always online and just how games are these days, there was a a generation or two where a lot of those third parties kind of really felt like support as opposed to like prestige. Sure. And Capcom has turned that around. And I want to see Sega get there. They've done some great stuff recently, um, especially when you start looking at the Atlas side of things. Like they've had a lot of wins, right? Do you count Sonic Frontiers? Um, And Sonic Frontiers, I, I do think is it's a step in towards 
a positive direction, I would say. It was an I, interesting I, idea that some people really liked. Some, some people, people really liked it, and a lot of people, it sold well, and uh, it reviewed well, uh, relatively. Sure. Um, it wasn't the... For a Sonic. It wasn't Resident Evil 7, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I do think that it, it uh, also wasn't Resident Evil 6. Like, it, it, it forged a new path for Sonic that I think is going to create a new uh, ten-pole vertical for Sonic games that we're going to get more of in the future, in addition to other types of Sonic games. Um, but to look at this, like, we're talking about some of the more beloved Sega properties um, in the form of Persona, which we've had a bazillion different ports, a bazillion different, like, announcements, especially in recent times with the porting to every system imaginable of uh, the core uh, entries in the franchise. This, I'm sure, is going to be thrilling to many, many, many people out there. And this is the type of remake that I imagine is just going to be good because remakes at this point, you expect them to be good. You don't sure. expect them to drop the ball. The Jet Set Radio thing, I think, is the more exciting, bigger news here. You think that's more exciting? Yeah. Okay. Because it's new and fresh, and it's not just more of the same thing. Like, we haven't had that in a bazillion years. I personally, infamously, one of the, the worst things about Tim Gettys. Yeah. Not a Jet Set fan. Yeah. I, and on paper, this is my dream game. Way too floaty. Don't love the goals. It's not fun to me. No. Oh, no, no. no and I'm no, so sorry. No, no, no. Sorry to say that. It's okay. You're but like, uh, I'm hopeful that maybe this new one fixes those things or changes those things. Fixing might not be the right word for the fans of this game. Um, but I am very happy that fans of this game, of which there are dozens at the very least, hundreds at most, um, are going to be extremely happy with this. Looking at the chat here with YouTube and Twitter to see what people think. I feel like Jet Set is one of those that I feel like they've tried to make Jet Set happen again. And granted, I'm old, so I'm probably what I, I Jet was the, there was one on one of the PlayStation portables. There was one that they did somewhere. They what I mean, I maybe so. it's just a re, remake, re-release. Jet Set whatever. Radio Future was an Xbox original Xbox, not Xbox One. Okay, uh, in 2012, high definition ports uh, were released on PlayStation 3, 360, Windows, PlayStation Vita, iOS, and Android. So fuck you saying it didn't go there. Well, it wasn't new. Was just I'm just saying that they fucking put it out there. Just I just feel like they keep bringing this fucking corpse out here, and I just don't care. Persona, I think, is way more exciting, especially with the. I wouldn't even say renewed the new fans of Persona because of Persona Five, right? Like that's another one. Whenever we talk about, you know, how do you have a groundswell of support? How do you have um, a, a franchise that's been around, you know, continue to grow? I think we we often talk about The Witcher, right? And how the build up to Witcher Three was like, oh man, this game's supposed to be awesome. I didn't play the other ones, but blah blah blah, this was gonna be amazing. And then we all got Witcher Three, and everybody became a Witcher fan, right? And I feel like that's a similar deal with Persona. Where, you know, me and Jeff Haynes were beating the drum for Persona 3 back in the day, Persona 4 on PS2. But Persona 4 Golden on Vita really was, for a lot of people, their first Persona. And even then, it wasn't, you know, mainstream. So when Persona 5 dropped, let alone Persona 5 Royal, that was really when people were like, holy shit, this is awesome. And we've seen all the different, uh, you know, ports of those older games now to Steam, to PlayStation, to Xbox. I think a remake here and have it, you know, more visually exciting, make it look more like a Persona 5, I think that's going to do numbers. Yeah. Do you think that it, it's going to be substantially better than the last Persona 3 re-edition that the, we had? The, uh, re, the, well, the port or Fez, or what are you talking about? Fez. Persona 3 Portable was the one that was ported to modern consoles. But you're talking about the last... Ver what I mean, yes, I think it's going to be better than all the ones you've seen before. I think it'll have modern everything, modern whatever. It'll look beautiful. It'll be yada, yada, yada. I, no. think, I think that that'll sing with people in a way that maybe the old ones, not that they did it, but they felt old. That's yeah. always the thing. You go back to these games and like, oh, this is great. But, you know, Barrett, of course, was going through and playing them as they were coming out. Right, Barrett? I'm not talking about a turn on that. And you would talk, in the car rides, we would talk about, you're like, oh, this. And it's like, I can see the influence here, but it's blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, just been going through the series uh, for the, like the last few years and just kind of like playing random spinoffs every once in a while uh but yeah that's definitely when i played persona 3 a couple of years ago for the first time i think a couple of years ago i don't know time's a flat circle uh that definitely was like i love persona 5 and you always make the case of like everybody's favorite persona is the first one that they played persona 3 is definitely up there for me and i could imagine with like all of the additive things that you could add from Persona 5 into a modern take on persona 3 like i think persona 3 could then fight for like still like best game in the series uh i think that's the one thing like kind of holding it back just, for me is just the gameplay and not being able to control your party members and all that stuff barrett here's the big question mm. of course persona 3 hard as fucking nails yeah hardcore mm. you know what i mean mm. are they gonna bow 
to the woke fucking internet people oh and pull away, blowing your head away. <laughs> you you summon your persona by shooting yourself in the head. Any, uh, That's that was fucking some... awesome. <laughs> Don't <laughs> take that out. That was something that people noticed. Uh, Yukari using her uh, bow and arrow instead of using the... Um... The uh, I forget what they call them because they don't call them like guns. Your ghost gun, your gal gun. Sure, uh, no, not that one. Um, Ooh, it feels good. So yeah, I don't know if the, if they if they keep with that because I think that even though it is evoker. a very weird uh, evokers, thank you. Um, it's a very weird cell of like yeah, they shoot themselves in the head to like activate their persona. I do think it kind of Dope. fits into the uh, themes of that game and that story. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think this is great. We're in an era 100%. of remakes just being fucking fantastic. And when we're talking about games that are iconic or beloved or whatever it is or underappreciated or what you're talking about with the Witcher stuff, like, yeah, if now's the time for Double a back and make your money, remake, yeah. cool. Like, let's reintroduce this to an audience that's now ready for it, excited for it, and take something and just make it better. Or try to emulate the experience that people had and loved so much the first time. Again, and we've now seen that countless times like i feel like you need more than two hands worth to count the amount of amazing remakes that we we've had uh where again the expectation is that they're going to be great and knock it out of the the water to the point that like when i start thinking about my top 10 of this year i already have like three games that i'm like they're remakes and i don't know if they're like i can't imagine them getting bumped they're just that damn good because they pulled off what they needed to um so i'm hopeful that jet set maybe does enough that I do find interest in it. Uh, and Persona 3, like this, th- these, these sound like great first choices uh, for them to go forward with with this. When we also know that Sega is trying different things like with Sonic Frontiers of creating new experiences in addition to uh, their remakes. So I'm hopeful. I think this is very good news. I'm hitting enter on this, which is on the Gamescast Slack channel. Idea, video game remake bracket. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Put them all there. We all argue about it. We go that Love way. It. That'd be fun. Oh, uh, yeah, this is probably real, and we will hear about it soon. Will we hear about it at Summer Game Fest? I mean, maybe, right? Like, Sega and them have had a relationship. Like, that's the first time we got to play, anyone got to play Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. And yeah. I feel like that was one of the, like, games of the show in the sense of, like... That it, was headline of the show. Right? Yeah, 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 like that and Street Fighter Six. Uh, in terms of, like, what we actually got to play during the, the play days. So, um, I can see them announcing stuff during the... Um, Kickoff Live, is that what it's called? No. Yeah. Uh, SMT Network tweet has been pulled up here by the one only Barry Courtney, who says, I can't confirm a Persona 3 remake of some kind is happening. Various partners, internal and external, around Sega slash Atlas. From my digging around online, P-Studio, the team behind Persona 5R, Persona 4G, is split between the P- Persona 3 remake and Persona 6. The reveals are both a ways off. So we'll see if okay. that holds. Yeah. But it is the thing of, like, obviously, that I, th- I think if it... If it's ready or if when it is ready, Jeff makes a lot of sense. Yep. Game Awards even. You know what I mean? Opening that live. Sure. Sure. Jeff has the whole year at this point. So whenever they're ready, he'll be ready. Jeff's ready for anything. That's what I like. They have their own concerts, you know. They love announcing stuff at their concerts. They do like the concert stuff. They do like that concert would make sense. I hit somebody else up about that concert you wanted, by the way. The other thing you wanted. They're like, oh, I have to pass that to somebody else. Like, okay. So there's motion in the ocean for you. Speaking of motion in the ocean, let's talk about the motion over at Xbox. Number two, Joseph Staten is leaving Xbox. Uh, Microsoft has confirmed. This is the one, the only, Rebecca Valentine at IGN.com. Joseph Staten. It's Staten, right? I said Staten, but it's Staten. Staten. Staten, head of creative on Halo Infinite and cinematic director on the first three Halo games, is leaving Microsoft. The company has confirmed IGN. Uh, In its message, Microsoft did not say where Staten is headed next, nor the reason he was leaving Microsoft after nine years. Quote, we're grateful to Joseph's contributions to the Halo franchise and Xbox as a whole. The statement from a Microsoft spokesperson reads, we wish him all the best in his new adventures. Staten himself took to Twitter to comment on IGN's reporting, saying, quote, hey, folks, I am indeed leaving Microsoft. Yeah, I'll have more info to share soon. But for now, uh, I'd like to thank all my Xbox colleagues for all their understanding and support as I embark on a new adventure, end quote. Staten has long been one of the best-known names behind the Halo franchise, having been cinematic director on Combat Evolved, Halo 2, and Halo 3, and having served as lead writer on Destiny while with Bungie. He eventually left Bungie for Microsoft and served as a senior creative director, initially avoiding working on 343's Halo to focus on shaping franchise strategy for Microsoft Studios' titles. He returned to the franchise in 2020 as campaign project lead and later head of creative overseeing Halo Infinite. 
He then rejoined Xbox Publishing earlier this year. At the same time, Microsoft announced the layoffs of 10,000 employees, including employees of 343. Well, best of luck to him. Thank you for your service. Yeah, 100%. So many amazing moments thanks to him and the the teams that he worked with uh, in Halo. Uh, Sad news, I think, overall when it comes to Halo, the state of Xbox's understanding of that franchise. And... I, I don't know if when all is said and done, Greg, I look back at video games, mm-hmm. if there's going to be many things that make me more sad than the state of Halo Infinite specifically. Sure. Like It reminds me of Devil May Cry 2. We're going into it. It's like, there's no way this is. Can't like, miss. They, 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 they have to. It was How many times do we say they there. can't screw this up? They just this can't screw it up. This great. has to be the one. This and is then, Halo's last chance. And then they, they did. They did. And it's so Brick. sad because there's such a fun game there. And Halo has such, so much to offer at this point in time with the amount of people playing multiplayer games of that ilk that yeah. would have fun with that type of thing. When you look at what Halo has done well, it's not just a campaign. It's not just co-op campaign. It's not just uh, multiplayer in terms of Slayer deathmatch stuff. It's not just big team battle stuff. It's not just forge mode where you get to create it all. It's the experience of all that stuff together. And it just kind of sucks that it feels like they got beat at their own game in pretty much every vertical across multiple different games. And in some cases, in the same game, like just doing it better um, or monetizing it better or creating a constant flow of content better. Whatever it is, it makes me really sad because Halo is fucking awesome. And with where we're at right now, it I feel silly saying that. Battle Royale. Get it out there. Yeah. It's 2023, Greg. <laughs> I've been saying I wanted that since 2017, right? I hear, like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Halo's such an interesting nut to crack. You know what I mean? I know you're a ride or die, obviously, fan of Halo and have been forever. Uh, and I'm not in, you know, not in a negative sense or anything. It's just never connected for me, especially being not an Xbox uh, One adopter until uh, KOTOR and KOTOR 2, Enjoyed Empire. And you can see where I'm going. Stuff yeah. the zombie. Let's go. Um, yeah, I don't know what they do anymore with it. You know what I mean? Where it's, I feel like. It's that thing where you feel like you need to have it, but then at this point, do you do you you stop at some point? Mike, what do they do with Halo? How do we fix Halo, Mike Howard from the kind of funny X cast walking back there? Remember you just shout there. Remember you just shout. They're not going to hear you. You got to come talking to a microphone. You know what I mean? He shouted. They need to make more story. Of course, Mike will be joining us for our thirty-minute post show here live on all the streams. What do you got from me, Mike? Yeah, it'll be fun. Maybe we can talk Halo at the end of the show. But unfortunately, they had great groundwork. They just missed out on the content. We hid behind the term live service game and games as a service, and we were going to put stuff out. And the moment you get behind the eight ball on content, guess what? In a living, breathing world filled with so many video games, you're last. And so that's what happened. They got behind. The snowball happened. And, of course, the fan base left because there was nothing fun to play. There was nothing fun to do inside the game. I still stick firm that we should have launched with a battle royale. Now we're coming out with a battle royale about a year and a half later, maybe two. And that's just going to be too late, Greggy, because we've already moved on from Halo, which is unfortunate. They still got a chance, Tim. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Debbie down in this. But you still got a chance to come back and try. But you missed everything. In October, when that, uh, when that multiplayer launched, you had the world by storm. November, story came out. By January, you should have had eight new maps ready to rock and roll. And we had zero. Or old maps, Mike. Or old maps, Tim. But Forge is doing really well, Greg. Um, it's still a fun game to play. It's got a dedicated audience, but it will never be as big as it once was. Now we have to sit here and wait another five years for another Halo game that will hopefully have a great chief story or maybe a new story. Maybe we let others play in the playground and we make a new game with, like, you know, ODST soldiers or some other Spartan team. But it's dead, Greg. <laughs> Damn. Okay, he's like, we have to wait all this time. Ladies and gentlemen, Redfall, mere days away. All right. When's Redfall? Still ways out. Oh, I mean, okay. it's like, what is, what is Redfall's May, yeah, May 2nd? Someone in the chat said we're 31 days away from Tears of the Kingdom, and I was like, I don't even want to verify that that's true. That sounds accurate. That's yeah, yeah. so wildly exciting. Yeah? Wow. Very exciting. It was, you know, and I'll leave that story at the bit. That's, I'll leave that over there. Uh, you know, of course, we're talking a lot about Super Chats. We're going to have the Super Chat show here at the end. Uh, I would want to get one involved in the real show, though. Madog96 uh, writes in on the YouTube Super Chat and says, Tim said... Halo Infinite reminds him of the disappointment of DMC2. Would he also say it's as disappointing as Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5? Oh, my God. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 is not disappointing. It's insulting. Like, that, 
the, the moment you play that game, it there's never been a bigger cash grab. There's legitimately there's never been a bigger insult to video games than Tony Hawk wow. Five. Like it, there is nothing redeeming about that game except for the fact that you get to play as Lil Wayne. That's the best thing I can say about it. Damn, and that's not that great of a thing. That game fucking sucks. There is no fun, Greg. And I say this as somebody that Usually recently went back and tried playing it. I was like, I must have been wrong. I'm, now that I know that I have one plus two remake and that they're that damn good, I'm like, right, maybe I can go back and like not hate on this. Thing. Unplayable. Garbage. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I, honestly, it's disrespectful. Everything about that game. I, w- I feel so bad for so many people that worked on that game because you know that there were people that actually gave a shit. Oh, sure. For sure. For sure. And oh, the hand that they were dealt there. I mean, look. May I refer you to our interview with Tony Hawk promoting that game? That man didn't give a shit about that game. He, yeah, he was mad at Nick, though. Remember? He fucking knew. He should have been mad at Nick. Wow, damn. Uh, let's clean the bad taste out of your mouth and talk about story number three. The Super Mario Brothers movie had the biggest global opening weekend ever Goddamn for an right animated it. film. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Not only did the Super Mario Brothers movie win the global weekend box office with an estimated $368 million, but it has officially had the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated film. Domestically, the Super Mario Brothers movie uh, brought in an estimated $137 million over a three-day weekend and $195 million over the five-day stretch that began with the film's release date of Wednesday, April 5th. Internationally, its weekend total reached 173 million. The Super Mario Brothers uh, movie passed Frozen 2's 358 million dollars to earn the honor of having the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated film, and it also had the biggest global opening for 2023 after breaking the 225.3 million record held by Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Domestically, it couldn't quite top the Incredible 2's opening of 180 million, but it is now comfortably sitting in second place after it swam past Finding Dory's $135.1 million. Tim, are you surprised? No. I'm very, very excited and very happy about this. I, there was a, a tinge of surprise, though. I know there's a lot of people out there like, no fucking shit, it's Mario. Brian Altano. Uh, exactly. <laughs> to uh, Detective Pikachu. All right? Okay. Uh, yeah. A live-action Pokemon movie that... I did did very well, and it's it's getting a sequel uh, now, thank God. Um, but it only quote unquote topped out at four hundred thirty three million. That's always surprised me to think back on. Yeah, where it's like I would have bet that would hit way way higher than than where it did. There is the context though of it coming out uh, May third, uh, twenty nineteen, which was right after Avengers Endgame, surrounded by live action Aladdin and Lion King, all some of like the top twenty, if not top ten highest grossing movies of all time. So it did kind of get stomped out a little bit. Um, but it's just very, it, it makes me happy that there is a power to Mario. There is a power that Nintendo has. There's a, a, a reverence for the characters. And when things are good, people, there's a word of mouth that people will buy into and be like, oh, I guess I got to go check this out. And I think that the Mario movie is awesome because it works for so many people, whether you're a little kid now or a little kid always like me. Sure. And you always have. Been. There's, 40 years of people that have some touchstone to Mario that is so unique where there aren't many other IP like that. Like people have reverence for Disney or this or that, but it's like those things are things that they've kind of grown with and have had movies and it started with movies to have this experience of people being able to go to a theater and essentially watch a Mario, the the most high production Mario game be played in front of you and laugh your your ass off the entire time and be surrounded by people that are just having a good time. That's what movies are all about. And Eric Davis, who uh, works over at Fandango. Um, we have your movie tickets. He was the one that said that. We are Fandango, that, uh, Fandango uh, He says, since the first week of March, we've seen box office records broken on four separate weekends, either for a series or for an entire genre, like with the Super Mario movie. And yet people are still like, are the movies back? I don't know. Yes. Yes, they are back. Let's move on. He's talking about Mario, John Wick 4, Creed 3, and Scream 6. But we can still hold out hope that the movies aren't back, right? We can, we can hold out hope back, that Greg. this is their swan we song did it. and somebody figures out direct to digital right away. No, know? baby. No? no. We are here, and I'm fucking happy to be How here. How many days left until Quantumania is on Disney Plus? I mean, Quantumania. Uh, Gotta be close. Two weeks. Right? Two weeks. Ah, not Disney Plus, though. You have to buy it. They're not doing that shit anymore. Disney Plus is later. How much later? I thought it was 45 days. We're not doing that shit anymore? Mm-mm. No. How much they later? Learned. They learned. They haven't put a date yet for Disney+. Plus. The other interesting side note to all this, of course, mm. 
is that we're doing Mario in review. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing this out of order. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny right now and see, or your podcast services around the globe for in review and see us do our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's got 22,000 views, which is obscenely low if this thing's making that much money. So tell all your friends, and I know, oh, but I listen on the podcast service. I understand. Just go into the Apple store and open up all the fucking windows and put on youtube.com slash kind of funny. More importantly, though, this week we're recording the John Leguizamo classic, Mario Brothers. Yes. We, that movie, not available to stream anywhere. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. So mm-hmm. we told everybody to use the Wayback Machine, right? Kindofunny.com slash Mario. You can go there and watch the movie for free. Now, what you, of course, didn't tell me, and I'm, expe- like, I'm expecting big fucking numbers on this one, because if you go to Amazon.com and you look at the best-selling DVDs right now, ladies and gentlemen, Mario's there. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers is there for $5. I could own a copy of this for $5, Tim. Mm-hmm. Instead, I got to wash it off a laptop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got to plug in my HDMI to the thing. I got AirPlay. You fucked me on this. I did. Because now did. it's too late for me to I get it. I did tell you you could do that. No, nah, you didn't. You I, said no, use kindoffunny.com slash Mario. I said, all right. I bought my copy. Wouldn't even get it until June 3rd. No, that's not right. I want to get it. That's when it came out, June 3rd. 20, 2000? No, that's not right. It says the June DVD. 3rd, 2003. That doesn't make any sense. The DVD, yeah. Is it really? When did this movie come out? 93. And the DVD DVDs came out. Were, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. they, they weren't around back then. Greg. You get the VHS tape for 31 bucks right now. Ooh. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Are you excited to watch this? I we're watching it tonight. I can't fucking wait. I loved this movie. I was a kid, a dumb kid. I owned every single one of the trading cards, Greg. I don't know if I've ever watched this movie start to finish one go. I think it's one of those that I would pop on a TBS was running or whatever, and I would watch it there and see what you know. John Hopper. No, what's the who's the bad guy? Oh, John Bob Hoskins. I got a hot. No, I know Bob Hoskins. Apocalypse Now guy. Who am I thinking of? What's his name? Yeah, I'm blanking on it. That's pissing me off. Dennis Hopper. Yes. There it is. Yes. John Hopper, of course, blues traveler. Mm. If you remember, he, he was jerking off once and started having a heart attack, and that's how I realized he had to go to the hospital. Jesus. John Hopper story for you. I can't wait to get to the interview for Super Mario 93 because the, the facts about that movie, like there's a, a documentary I watched. John Hopper. <laughs> I wasn't even right about that guy's name. John <laughs> Hopper is blues traveler who was jerking off and had a heart attack. There's, there's just wild things about this movie. Like the director is like halfway through just like, Quit leaving new That's people awesome. coming in, like just creative differences. The movie not having a script for the majority of the shooting, like really truly wild stuff. Yeah, so can't wait. The problem is, it's a Nick recap. That's uh, gonna be awesome, you know, uh, right, Mike? Uh. No, no, you we boo Nick, but you know, what we don't boo, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Patreon.com slash kind of funny makes all this possible, and we need all the support you can give us. So if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, kick us a few bucks, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. You can, of course, get dozens and dozens and dozens of exclusive, more than 200 if you've never donated since October, of uh, exclusive programs and shows over there. And of course, you can get physical rewards and have a whole bunch of fun and do cool things like the live Gregways with me. But I digress. Right now, what's most important? is that that's where you go to get the show ad-free. But since you're not there, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you. You out there, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash kinda funny. And we're back. Number four on the Roper Report. EA's Magic FPS Immortals of Avum? Evium. Andy, this seems like your nerdy shit. How do I say this word? A-V. Why am I yelling? You're the one off camera. A-V-E-U-M. Immortals of Avium. Avium? 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 Like the flu? Avium flu? I'd go Avium. That's Avium. Avian. We're not saying Avium. 
Avium. <laughs> EA's Magic FPS Immortals of Avium will be released in July. It's been claimed. This is Tom Ivan of VGC. The release date for EA's first-person magic shooter Immortals of Avium has seemingly leaked. Announced at the Game Awards in December, Immortals of Avium is the debut title from Ascendant Studios, which is set to be published under the EA Originals label. While the game's reveal trailer confirmed a 2023 launch window, highly reliable and data miner <laughs> Bill Bill Coon, he's back, has, been, has claimed it is now releasing on July 20th. Built with Unreal Engine 5, Immortals of Avium is scheduled for release on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. The game's teaser trailer billed it as a, quote, groundbreaking new single-player first-person magic shooter set in an original fantasy universe engulfed in magic, rife with conflict, and on the verge of oblivion, end quote. This was a wild Can we see the trailer? This is one I do not recall. Yeah, this was the Game Awards where, like, there was, like, a bazillion games where you're looking at this, like, what? wait, what is this? And then one of them was a Transformers game. Robots in this. Uh, but, yeah, like, a lot of things just looked like this, where it's like, oh, right, this could be cool. It's like some Doctor Strange first-person uh, magic okay. shit going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Immortals yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah, Avium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. 2023, they're saying. Here it is, yeah. Now Barrett's got it up if you're a viewer at home. Andy, you remember this thing? You remember reacting to this, Andy? No, Andy doesn't remember it, everybody. We were drunk as shit. I wasn't even here. That's how drunk I was. All right, we're going. You got the thing. You got some lights. There's some gameplay at the end if you want. Oh, okay, that. okay. Bounce he bounce over there. Yeah, it's like even still, like you know what I mean. Like this is this is good. Like this is one I always hate when a game something like this happens, and I'm like I don't remember this game, and then I look at it, I'm like oh okay, this is why I don't remember it. Forspoken. See when that that it sounds a lot like Forspoken, which I think you know sets the bar pretty low for them to get over. Mm. I mean, because if it's cool, right? It's cool. That was I didn't know. It. Immortals of Avium. Avium. We're going with Avium, Avium, everybody. Andy Cortez like how Andy, has decreed. Andy's a lot like my son, Ben, right? Where he like wants to be part of it, but he doesn't want to be that close. So like he gets <laughs> to the waddle. edge of the screen, but he won't come on. He's still going to hang, hang over there and scream. <laughs> Ben's got a funny walk now, man. I'll tell you what. There he goes. Look how he's speeding away. Andy is such a good baby. Like, what is it about? Like, why does that work so well? Andy, did you go duty in your pants? Energy. Did you go duty? <laughs> the Tommy Pickles dumper. That's what it is. Uh, really quick, I didn't see it uh, included in here, or maybe I just missed it. Uh, there's an Immortals of Avium official reveal trailer premiering this Thursday, it seems, at 9 a.m. So oh, There you go. That's probably when they'll announce the release date. Yep. We'll go get them, Immortals of Avium. I hope you're cool. I hope I enjoy playing you. Uh, uh, Arachnid in the Twitch chat has me. Greg Miller 2023. If it's cool, it's cool. If it is cool, that's it a is great. Cool. That's, I mean, now, that's all you need to know. I, I want to say shout out to EA Originals, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah. they've really been been doing cool stuff. A lot of variation, and this this doesn't look like an EA original. And like, shout out to them for for that. But again, the problem is the trailers doesn't look like anything. <laughs> that, that, that too it looks like this yeah. and this. But uh, I just appreciate that EA, for as bad as they have been, have continued for the last like good while now to really invest in this EA original sure. thing. And sometimes that results in game of the years. Game of the years, game of the years. Number five on the Roper Report. Tekken 8 will feature crossplay. Director Harada confirms. This is Jordan Midler, our friend at VGC. Tekken 8 will feature crossplay, according to the game's director Harada. Uh, Harada, uh, who has worked on the franchise for almost 30 years, replied to a fan on Twitter who asked if the game will have crossplay between platforms. Crossplay? Of course I will, he wrote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Harada also claimed that uh, he tried to get crossplay working during the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 era. Quote, when the previous generation consoles were released, I had already proposed crossplay between the two platforms. However, at that time, they were at odds with each other over their mutual interests, parentheses, and P2P security issue, and repeatedly refused, end quote. Harada then went on to tweet that uh, while there are still some problems left uh, with implementing crossplay, it will be implemented in the game. Quote, Remember when they announced that they were open to crossplay a few years ago? But in reality, they didn't actively support third parties at the time, and the hurdles were actually quite high. There are still some problems left, but it will be possible. Greg? Yeah. Normally, I don't tell stories of my dreams because <laughs> dream stories are stupid. Sure. Okay. Well, that's a lot of my content. But I have to tell you sure. my dream that I had last night because it has. Very Please little, tell me Harada was in it. Very little. No Harada. Blessing okay. was in it, though. That sounds about right. Yeah. I had a dream that I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm buying a fight stick. Sure. Why? <laughs> dream big, Tim. Why? Dream big, Tim. Why? So I bought this fucking fight stick. Yeah. All right? Mm -hmm. And I got really good at all the upcoming fighting games. And I started talking my shit to Bless. And sure. I was like, Bless, 
you think you're the fighting game guy. Fuck that. You're going down. And he's like, do you want these hands? And I was like, I can handle those hands. And he goes, but can you handle these? And Goro style, like Mortal Kombat, wow. plus again, four hands. Wow. And he beat my ass. Well, yeah, I think so. Plus he beat like, my ass with four hands. Yeah. He only used two of them. In, or in a game. No, in a game. game yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that was it. So he's a custom yeah, well, Hori fight stick for four hands, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he was all about it. I woke up at like 3 a.m. from that. It was like a, like a nightmare, you know? Blessing oh, yeah, there sure. just <gasps> fucking destroying me with his four hands. She was like, what happened? Like, oh, Blessing has four hands. Yeah. And, they were uh, everywhere. First thing I did, start Googling best fight stick. Nice. You got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got it. And I started looking into it all. I was like, I don't know. This, this doesn't seem like a, a move I'm going to do. I feel like I should make sure that I actually play Street Fighter 6. This would be awesome enough. in the same way it would have been awesome if Nick really committed to playing piano during COVID. Because remember, that was the thing where he bought the keyboard. He's like, I'm going to come back from COVID and be really great at piano. Yeah. And then he played it for like a week and stopped. Like, imagine if you just quietly under the surface gone and gotten amazing at fighting games. Yeah. And like, Bless is doing like a Street Fighter launch stream. Like, I guess I'll, oh man, I'm bah, bah, you fucking, you don't know nah. what you're doing, you idiot. That can't happen. I, there's something about my brain that limits how good at video games I can be. Wow. And I'm okay with that. I've never yeah. claimed to be the best at anything. Um, except Amplitude and Tony Hawk. Sure. But besides those, it's like, it is what it is. I just have fun playing these things. But there is something about me that wants to get better and wants to put in the work, go to the, the lab, work, pay the money to get things, to, to feel like I'm doing it right. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? The money is really what makes it feel exactly. like you're doing Mike it right. Exactly. Mike knows what I'm sure. talking about. Mike knows how to swipe that card. Don't worry about that one bit. Um, back to the actual story instead of your dream. Uh, yeah, of course. Great on you. Everything should have crossplay at this point. Yes. And I know there's hurdles, and I know it's also first parties, and yada, yada, yada. But it's like... It's so depressing now when you do get a game and they don't do it. It's like, surprising. What the fuck, yeah. come on. Man. Love that that's the era we're in, but on top of that, fighting Especially games. with everybody using Epic. Like, you're all using the Epic thing. Use the Epic accounts. Totally. To but um, fighting games need this because fighting games live or die on community and sure. player base. So sure, sure, sure. having that be something that they are prioritizing on top of all their online play and the net code and all the fancy words that they use. Rollback, Greg. That's something they say a lot. Walmart. Um... Oh, yeah. They roll back the prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wash for falling prices. Exciting for this. Yeah, it was super exciting. I'm excited to see it happen. I'm excited to take off. I still can't believe Gary Widow was right. I remember in the old studio, Games Daily, him being like, crossplay, crossplay. And I'm like, dude, we're still so far away. And it was like a year later that like the wall started coming down. I want to know how many mom's craft shops. Not quite. Not quite. You go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show he hosts each and every weekday. The best segue served up on a silver platter, and I fucking shat on it. If only I had two more hands. If you had the Goro hands, you could have scrubbed while you talked and emoted. Out today, nothing. There's nothing out today, according to the kind of funny games daily things. But we have new dates for you. Super Bomberman R2 launches September 13th on Xboxes, PlayStations, Switch, and PC. And then the blood-chilling horror game Afterlife VR is coming to PlayStation VR 2 on april 19th 2023 uh deals of the day for you well actually you know what uh afterlife uh, vr coming to playstation vr 2 april 19th 2023 can i get the one hey paris lily it's me greg miller i was listening to xcast the other day and i uh, heard you talking shit about me talking shit about you and how you're like, I still play my PlayStation VR. Sorry, I'm not tweeting about it all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't believe you for a fucking second. Because I've never seen you take a fucking shit and not tweet about it, all right? So when Afterlife VR drops on PlayStation VR 2, April 19th, you bet your fucking ass I want first impression tweet that night, all right? Don't Sick of it, these X-Cast people, oh, all right? I know. Deals of the day for you. New Tales from the Borderlands Deluxe Edition PS5 is $17 on Amazon. Still crazy. I haven't played that. Love the first tale so much. I downloaded this one. I had it on the thing. I was just like, yeah, well, nobody, nobody has said anything positive about this. It's, like, yeah. ah, it's fine. It's not as good as the first one. But you're the guy, Greg. You're the one that would be saying something positive. I know, but if I'm not like, you know, nobody's yeah. motivating. No, the chat knows how much I love it. Nobody's out there mm -hmm. telling me to go do it. You know, someone in the chat. What's the word on new? No, they know. They're like, oh, the that's fine. That's man. Yeah, yeah, is that what they're saying? Uh, whatever. Is that the word on the? You street? got other things to do. There's too many the good games now. There's too many good games. There's so many good games. Tim. Yes. We, of course, are doing a 30-minute post show after this where we'll talk to the Super Chat where uh, Mike will come in and host with us and we'll bridge the gap between Kind of Funny Games Daily and, of course, the streams that happen each and every weekday on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. However, that doesn't mean we're going to stop doing reader mail. It doesn't mean we're not going to look at the chat and see people over here, see the missing fucking link talking about, yeah, like Avengers lol. Don't you fucking bring up Avengers right now, all right? Don't fucking do it. Of course, if you want to write into the show for free about the day's news or whatever else is going on, you can go. 
thekindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like Daniel did. What is Media Molecule up to? Can't only be dreams at this point, right? You know, that's an interesting question and something that I feel like can be applied to a lot of the different devs out there where it's like, wow, they haven't done anything for X amount of years or they, they can't only be doing this. But let's look at this. Media Molecule, can they only be working on dreams? Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sure as with any video game studio, there's always a pre-pro. There's always a, we're dreaming about this, we're thinking about that, that's the next thing. Uh, you know, you're having meetings with PlayStation, yada, yada, yada. The real big commitment and comment about dreams and what Media Molecule is doing is, what is PlayStation seeing and what does PlayStation want out of them? They're a first party, right? They have this massive team, and Dreams is doing a lot of really fucking crazy cool stuff. I don't think Dreams is moving units and selling and making money and doing all this stuff, but it's got a dedicated audience. You know, where every year they do the Impies, the award show. We're lucky enough to be judges on that every year from PSI Love You XOXO. Um, I think it's awesome, but for, like I've said before on many shows, I feel like Dreams is a product of a PlayStation that's gone now. So what does current PlayStation think of Dreams and what do they think of Media Molecule? I imagine that, yeah, I, could they only be working on Dreams? Yes, I think they could be trying to make this work and make it cool and do all these different things. I don't think that's the case. I do think Media Molecule is working on something beyond a concepting phase of what's next, yes. Can you believe that Dreams isn't on PC yet? I mean, sadly, yes. I think that you look at, I, I think even if it was on Dreams, what would that do? Dreams and Media Molecule... Uh, you know, dreams from Media Molecule and Media Molecule as a studio are the quirky, weird artists. And that's awesome and that's cool. And I think as PlayStation has rose to console supremacy with PlayStation 5 and AAA games and narrative things and data, that they've just moved away from that, right? Where it's just like, we, they still make artsy games, don't get me wrong. They're still making gorgeous stuff. I'm not trying to say they're not artistic nor that vision, but the weird PlayStation that made... Little Big Planet and like, yeah, Tearaway. And then, uh, you know, to jump to other games like The Last Guy that I loved or Fat mm -hmm. Princess or, you know what I mean? Like that did really weird fucking shit like that. I don't think they're there anymore, which is why, you know, early on, uh, I, well, not early on, I don't know what that fucking means. But before PlayStation VR 2 was announced, but was confirmed that, oh, yeah, we're, we're tinkering with another VR. I was like, I can see them canceling that. I just don't see that being the thing. And look at the look at right now is, you know, last week you guys were talking again about what it reportedly sales and forecasts and cutting numbers on PlayStation VR 2 are like if you're at PlayStation right now you're saying let's stick with what works and I don't think dreams is something that works and you have to sit there and be like oh my god how much money did we put into this to make this happen how much money are we losing doing this because again having a small dedicated audience in dreams is awesome and makes great shit but is that a lost leader is that something I don't see PlayStation really beating the drum for that media molecule is one of the best PlayStation first parties at Having a voice and identity and promoting their own shit, Which where you really I, don't see other people do. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I feel like Dreams, despite its kind of irrelevance in the grand scheme of things in the industry at large, yeah. I think that Media Molecules managed to make Dreams matter to their audience yeah. for, since it's come out, which I I'm surprised by based on how a lot of these things typically go. But like every year they're doing those the the awards and um, really showcasing the talent that the audience has in creating these insane things in this game. And I, I still see tweets go up of made in dreams and it blows my mind. Yeah. And I just feel like that's very impressive. And I think a testament to them supporting the game, even if it's not the biggest thing ever, it's like, there is still a level of support that is giving the, the actual user base what they need to continue that game being something. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that PlayStation... Why, isn't it crazy it's not on PC? Isn't it crazy it's not on PlayStation Plus? Yeah. Like, are we Both selling enough days. copies of Dreams right now that we're like, oh, man, keep it... Not like, why not? Are we? In, it's a good question, yeah, right? I like, mean, everything again, we're saying, like... We're, there's reasons they're doing this. They're yeah. not just being ignored. I wonder what they are. I mean, yeah. I, I really do wonder, like, is, is Dreams, like, secretly selling X amount of copies a month that's enough for them to be like, hey, whoa, we got something here. Like... There's profitability here that all we need to do is continue to do this and we'll get that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you that like they must be at least planning whatever the next thing is because at this point, no matter what way you shake it, Dreams somehow has been out for years. Like I remember yeah. how many years it took for Dreams to become a real thing because like wasn't Dreams first shown when the PS4 was revealed? Uh, yes, they showed Media Molecule using the wands and doing like a thing. It, it wasn't thingy. Dreams, but it was them doing But it would end up being and Dreams. Were, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so then to have Dreams formally announced, and then it, it feels like there was like uh, 
a while before it actually came out. And now we're a while from that. So shout out to them for supporting it this long. But then on top of that, like, I do feel like they must be working on something else. They didn't make Sackboy's Big Adventure, right? They did not. That was, yeah, no. a different team. Yeah. Was that Sumo? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Do you think we'll get another little big planet, like a, a real little big planet at some point? I feel like the answer is yes. At some point, yes. Is that is that media molecule? Is that like I that all that I don't know and I can't answer. And it's one of those really weird things, right? Of like, I don't know, man. And I we're not in those meetings and we don't know what's expected of them and so on and so forth, right? Of like what they want out of that team and where it is. But it is a a, a weird situation that they're in right now because I think they've gone like to go if you're media molecule to go from dreams back to little big planet. I think isn't like, oh my God, we're, you know, humble or something, but it's like, it is a step backwards for the creation platform you just made. Cause you can make a little big planet in dreams if you wanted to. And I know that like, don't get me wrong, blah, blah. I think they need to make a game that isn't this grandiose creation. And I don't know what that means. And I don't know what that is. I'm not smart enough or well, I, enough I, artistic I, enough. Maybe, I mean, this is a very boring answer potentially, or it's a hell yeah, let's flex our shit in the smaller title a little big planet title that like is created by that, you know? And I know that all the games have had some level of that, but yeah. like straight up, like uh, more of a tearaway, I guess, but for little big planet, like get that brand name recognition that there is for that. that I guess that's more importantly, go make another not tearaway, but tearaway. Yeah. Here's a game. It stands alone. It's a thing we're doing. And it's, it, this is our artistic, our vision. creativity and our artistic vision Rather, going into this, as opposed to giving everybody else the tools to do it. And I think, you know, you see so, you, not so many, I, I would be talking out of turn, but you do see, you know, uh, people like, uh, 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 Knights and bikes creator, right? Rex, like when he was coming through, he was like, he was still working at media market when he went and made Knights and bikes. And it was very much like, Oh, this is really cool, but also weird that you work at Media Molecule, but you had to go off and make your own game to actually publish something. You know what I mean? Like publish or perish mm -hmm. kind of thing, because you can make the jazz music musician thing in dreams as much as you want. But like, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. We'll see what they do. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Nano writes into a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and says, uh, Media Molecule revealed dreams at PlayStation meeting 2013, like Tim said, but it was officially re revealed at PlayStation. Let me try all this again. But it was officially revealed at E3 2015 with a teaser released in July 2024, 2014. What a time, Greg. Remember the what energy? A time, what a time. At PlayStation time. meeting? Yep. Nothing like it up to that point. No. That was a, ch a game changer for video games. 100%. And it really like set everything off. Like I remember that the the road to the PlayStation 4 and like all the the events and going to that PAX I think it was PAX Prime um PAX West whatever at the time it was um going there and then having that PlayStation Loves Indies event oh yeah, yeah and it was PlayStation was cool. really like putting their flag down of like we actually give a fuck about this and PS4 is where you're gonna want to go for indie yeah, games yeah and like God man like that that was just such a powerful shift like us talking about the crossplay stuff today it's like it's just cool how many like trends have happened in the last 10 years that are now just like a standardized thing where we're now we went from that to now indie games being nominated um alongside the biggest triple a things for game of the year awards like it's just very fucking cool uh let's finish off of course with your wrong of course if you're watching live either on twitch or youtube uh your job is to keep us honest go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up uh again nano clarified there what we were saying and then boss baby says why is greg taking his shoes off to get in a fight uh you know first off to really show how committed i am to fighting you number one i i do that it's an intimidation tactic where you go what the fuck and then also i will have better uh traction like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be able to pounce a little bit faster, I think, and like, really get, get in there. I feel the socks are going to give you less traction. Oh, the socks are coming off, too. I'm barefoot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry, sorry. Okay, to be clear, I'm barefoot once I do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I shortened it. And this clear, comes from a kind of funny me. podcast about talking about fighting a homeless person in the street. Oh, okay. That's when, that's when I was like, I have to establish that I am, I am legitimately insane. And for 30 years, the kettle's been on the stove, and it's about to blow. Yeah. So if you want to be the one to catch these hands, go for it. I don't, Greg. Yeah, I know you don't. I, I get yeah, so yeah. scared every once in a while. You know, I'm, I'm in close quarters with you often. Like, that was the thing is, like, you understand, like, the, way back in the day when I yelled at that guy for being on his phone at the Doctor Strange thing. I'll never forget. If he wanted to stand up, shoes are off. Oh and my I'm God. fucking brawling <laughs> in the Doctor Strange thing. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I am just one bad day away. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all it takes over there. God. Uh, I hope you have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Of course, Kind of Funny Games Daily is here each and every weekday. Let me run you through your host for the week. Tuesday, Tim and Andy. Wednesday, Blessing and Greg. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing.
If you're watching live right now, we're trying something new with YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games Daily only on YouTube and after the live or, and the live stream, so Twitch. Uh, there's going to be a 30-minute post-show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us, Kind of Funny Games Daily hosts, about your Super Chat questions. So stay tuned after today's handshake, which is moments from now, uh, to hang out with me, Mike, and, of course, Tim, before the next Kind of Funny stream starts. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd. Of course, you can write it for free there. Then you can watch us record it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're listening later on podcast services around the globe, like, subscribe, share. If you want to go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny and watch the on-demand archive there, great. But you should really be going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can get each and every episode ad-free. Support us. Get a dozens of exclusive shows. Watch the Kind of Funny podcast after, uh, or every after, this afternoon. Watch them all, you know, live twenty four hours before they post somewhere else. That's not exactly, you know what I mean. Get off my back. It's Get Monday. Off his back, everybody. It's Monday. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been our pleasure to serve you.